Welcome to the Better Than Healthy podcast, where I help you go beyond the numbers and rules you were taught about health to create the results that you really want, feeling better, consistently taking care of yourself, and loving yourself more. I'm your host, Ashley Braffman. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. So I thought about doing today's episodes around some of those peskier habits that we have, whether it's feeling compelled to finish our plate or not eating past a certain time or thinking we only can let ourselves eat a little bit of certain foods, whatever the habit is, we really pick up on those beliefs from the world around us. We pick those habits up from family, friends, people we're following, people we're paying attention to. It's pick up a lot of that patterning and a lot of it comes from years and years ago before we were consciously choosing like, do I want to do it this way? And changing those habits all go to taking that time to question whether it's what you want to keep doing, if it's something you want to keep practicing, and then practicing in a different way if you don't want to. But instead of focusing on one of those habits in this episode, I decided I wanted to make it a little broader. Because I know I've talked about some of those processes in previous episodes of how we can question those beliefs. But just because we know how to do something, just because we know information, does not guarantee that we may take actions upon that information. And that's why so many of us can have the health plan in front of us that seems perfect, but we struggle to follow through on it. Because it's not just the plan, it's not just the how we're going to work through something, It's truly figuring out what's motivating us and what the barrier is to us taking action on it. And this goes especially for anyone who may have been like me in school where I was always striving for getting perfect grades and measuring success based on those scores I was getting and thinking I needed to work really hard for them. But what a lot of that was training me to do through school and what a lot of that trains us for is we are given the how we are given the steps like if you do these things on the rubric then you're going to get this grade and as long as you meet these criteria then you're going to do well and get this grade or when we get into the workplace and we're given the key performance indicators for our job of these are our tasks that we're expected to do these are what's measuring and how we're measuring our success. And that is also training us of like, here's what you need to do to be successful. And then we get into health and we have our weight, the foods we're eating, how much of those foods that we're eating, what, how many vitamins and minerals we're having, how much protein we're getting, our macros, calorie amount, whatever it is that we're tracking and exercise calories burned, how much weights you're lifting, um, the scale itself or looking at body composition with fat and muscle mass. We have all of these metrics that we want to use to determine success. And because it's very, very easy for the human mind to go to defining success in a very specific way of like, we're winning if we're doing these criteria, if we're meeting this standard, then we're winning, then we're successful. And if we're not meeting all of it, then we're not successful. And we're not taught how to fail, how to improve. I mean, I do remember 
some occasionally, maybe like 5% of my classes where you could take a grade back, take the assignment, show your work, show the improvement, and then slightly improve your score. But for the most part, we measure things in a very specific static way where in that moment, if we're not meeting it, then we're not successful. And if we are meeting it, we are successful. But what we end up doing then, even if we get to that place of being successful, that becomes our new baseline and our new standard. And then we have to go for the next metrics, the next level in order to continue bringing in the success. And if you have your mind trained in this very specific way to look for all of those smart goals, so like specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely, if you have all that in your head, it's very tricky to then go to a system like intuitive eating in a way of being that is not specific. It's not measurable. Like you couldn't really tell somebody else and be like, give somebody else a metric of being like, yeah, this way of eating makes me feel better because it's subjective. It's not objective. We're trained to look for the objective things that everyone will agree upon. So when we go to something that is so much more subjective, more about actually connecting with our body and not tracking, not measuring, not looking at all that, it's a very difficult switch in our mind because it's not a skill set we have used. And it comes down to a lot of fear, really, and emotions around that if fear is not the right fitting emotion for you. Fear is a big piece of it because we aren't taught to fail. And a lot of times taught that failure is a bad thing. That means opposite of good, opposite of being successful. And we aren't taught how to make mistakes, how to move through that, how to learn from it. And we can end up feeling a lot of fear. So if we take the example of being taught like, oh, you have to clean your plate. Like if you're told, if you grew up being told, can't leave the table until your plate is clean or you have to clean your plate or it's wasting food. And that's a bad thing if you're not cleaning your plate. And when you're told that, then cleaning your plate becomes framed as the right thing to do and leaving food as your plate on your plate becomes framed in that way that that's the wrong way to do things. And when things are framed as this is the right way and this is the wrong way, it's hard to break that because when you start trying to leave food on your plate, if you're at a place where you're comfortably full and you would rather leave it there, but you have this competing belief that you're supposed to finish your plate, then you're going to butt up against that and it's not going to feel good. It's going to feel extremely uncomfortable because there's going to be part of your mind that's telling you you're doing it wrong, that it's wrong to leave food on your plate when it's wrong to waste food. And in something like this, like it's not the right thing to do to leave food on your place, but it on your plate, but it's also not the wrong thing to do. Like it's neutral. It's okay if you leave food. It's okay if you eat all the food that's on your plate. It's okay if you get a little bit more and put it on your plate and then eat that. So when it's something like that of I want to learn to be okay with putting food on my plate, but sometimes I'm not going to clean or sometimes I'm going to want to clean my plate. There's so much gray area here that if you have that, this is what success looks like. This is what failing looks like. And it becomes unclear, which is the right thing to do. Then it can feel so 
confusing on what you're supposed to do. And because there is so much gray area in intuitive eating, because sometimes the right thing for your body will be rest. Sometimes the best thing for your body will be exercising. Sometimes more food, sometimes less food, sometimes a salad, sometimes pizza, like these competing things that we all have opinions on of whether or not it's supposed to be doing it. Then you go to the gray area, neither of them is the right or the wrong choice. Then it's like, how do I know what to do? And how do I measure if I'm doing it correctly? And we don't want to just throw the idea of success and winning out the window because it's something that our brains really like. Our brains like that dopamine hit that's generated when we are doing something as we view correctly, as we view successful, because our minds like to win. And we can use that to create the habits and the patterns that really serve us. So it brings you to the question of how would you like to define success? How do you want to view it? What would success look like for you? And it can the answer can be different in different areas. But of taking the time because a lot of times we make very vague statements of like, oh, it's not successful. It's not good enough. It's not like enough. When we get to those vague terms, then we don't know how to define them. And sometimes we'll be like, oh, I didn't do that right. Or like, I don't know if it'll be successful. And it's like, well, how would you know it'll be successful? And how would you know you're being successful if you couldn't put a number to it? If you couldn't put a specific measurement to success, how would you know you're successful? With health. Couldn't look at your calories, macros, lab values, weight, clothing size, whatever the metric is, or how much fluid you're drinking, whatever it is that you're using to measure. If you couldn't look at that, how would you know if you're successful? And why were you even measuring those other things? Is it because you were told to? Is it because you thought it was the right way to do it? Because that can be an interesting question too, is what does meeting that metric do for you? Because does it make you feel better? It's a good question to explore. Because if you feel better when you're doing that habit and when you're meeting that, could you measure that feeling and that experience in your body instead of measuring that number? And then as we wrap this topic up, I just would like to invite you to find a couple ways of how you would like to measure your success within your relationship with food, exercise, your body, whatever it is that you would like to work on this with is how would you measure having success in that area without a number? And I wanted to give you a couple seconds to ponder that for yourself and to have your own answers come up. But if you're feeling like I have no idea how I would do that without measuring it, I'll give you a couple ideas. Because you could define success as I'll measure I'm successful when I feel really connected to my body, when I'm listening to my hunger cues, when I am listening to when I feel full with food, when I'm making selections that feel satisfying for both my taste and my body, or when I'm listening to my muscles movement needs, 
or it could be like I feel okay leaving food on my plate if I no longer want it. And you can find all of these different ways to look at it of like what are the experiences that you would like to have with your health, with food, with your body. And those experiences that you're trying to generate by measuring and meeting those metrics, you can start to explore how you can generate and create those experiences and measure your success based on feeling and experiencing your body and your health in the way that you would like to. You can even decide that you're just winning when you are just experiencing everything that's going on in your body. Like just being with them, just being present, like that's winning. You can decide however you want it to be. And if we briefly talk about the fear piece one last time, I know that fear of doing it wrong can be a lot stronger when it comes to something that feels as important and serious as our health. But I can promise you when you are being this present with your body and this in tune with your body, you're going to know when things are off. You're going to know based on that experience, how things are going in your body. Because when we check out of our body, when we're paying to all the attention to all of the other things or just checking out of our body completely, that's when we're not going to be noticing things and picking up as things is changes in our body. Because when that's what we're focused on, you're going to take more care of your health. You're going to be looking to yourself of how that experience is for you and making the decisions for what's best for you and taking care of yourself versus trying to meet a standard because that standard is not guaranteed to be best for your body and your need. All right. So thank you for joining me for this week's episode. Be sure to spend a little bit of time just contemplating whether it's in health or in different area of how you actually want to define for yourself success, because that's typically a lot of times what holds people back from taking the next steps and something they want to do is like a fear of failure and fearing that it won't be successful. So take some time, really define that for yourself. Even start somewhere small. If you don't want to start as broad as your health, you can start with something little and just meet yourself where you're at. Thank you for listening to this episode of the better than healthy podcast if you want to learn to trust yourself around foods so you can stop overeating and feel more comfortable in your body i want to invite you to join my coaching program come visit me at foodpeacenutrition.com to learn more